When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Daily Thrones is on the air with a lot of fun things to talk about, like what is the thing you do not want to see in Season 8? The thing you would hate to see in Season 8? A moment, a story arc, a death, or not a death? We're going to dive into that. We have some big questions also remaining from earlier in the week. We love bringing them up, like who do you want to kill Cersei? Do you want it to be Jamie? want it to be Arya? What is Arya's place in Season 8? And a whole lot more. Plus, we talk once more about Bran being the Night King. It's something that's going to keep coming up because it is juicy, whether you believe it or not. It's Daily Thrones. Let's take your calls. Hey, Ken. Uh, You mentioned yesterday, what is the one thing that we do not want to see happen in season eight? And for me, I do not want to see Jamie Lannister go. Uh, He has been my favorite character since season one, episode one. Yeah, call me twisted, but Uh, He's been my favorite ever since, and then when I started reading the books right after season one, once I got to book three, it just uh, just, uh, drove the point home that he is my favorite character. Um, I love his story. I love where he's gone. I love his evolution and how he's changed. Um, I I just couldn't stand seeing him go in season eight. Um, I've seen a lot of friends and fans lose their favorite characters, and uh, I would have a sense of pride knowing that my favorite made it to the end and survived the Game of Thrones. Jeff is calling in with the one thing he would hate to see in season eight, and I understand it. He does not want to see Jamie Lannister die. Now, Jeff is aware, like a lot of us, that it's uh, looking probable that Jamie, if he is the one to kill Cersei, might do it at the cost of his own life. Now, that's that's just how you get that you get that sense. That's George R. R. Martin's storytelling. That's how things would go. That Jamie can't walk away happy and scot-free and live happily ever after with Brienne or next to Brienne and Tormund, maybe be their neighbor. We don't know exactly, but you just, again, you get that sense. But I'm with Jeff. I don't want my favorite characters to die either. I, I want Sir Jorah to survive on the other end, find some happiness. I'm sure not with Danny, but maybe accept his place in life and move on. I love Davos. It's tough to watch Mance Raider die, so I hope Davos sticks around. I think he's earned that. I just want these characters, if they are going to go, to have noble deaths. But regarding Jamie Lannister, I totally, totally think he's going to die. I hate to say it, Jeff, but maybe he's earned it. Maybe if he completes his full transition from big, bad, swarmy, pompous villain in episode one, season one, and he's gone this whole journey, and he's, he's learned a lesson, truly, deeply, a lesson I believe he started learning as soon as uh, uh, the end of, uh, of, of uh, season one, when he's captured. He's still Jamie Lannister, don't get me wrong, but that's the beginning of, the, of this journey that he goes on, and obviously with Brienne, uh, he, he uh, in season three, that's where a lot of the big changes happen, but when he returns to King's Landing, at least on the show, I think he reverted a little bit. I think he was trying to recapture who he was, 
And that makes perfect sense. You're back to normal. You're here. Let's do it. Uh, back with Jay, uh, back with Cersei. I, I am Jamie Lannister. But then the stuff with his father goes awry. The stuff with Tyrion, uh, letting Tyrion go, which leads to the death of his father, which, of course, then he has a problem with. All that, you know, it's it's a journey for Jamie. And I think, though, he finally is a point, at a point for true change. And if Jamie Lannister goes through true change true redemption then i think we as fans and as a story can give him forgiveness then he can end up happy so maybe that is what we're looking for jeff maybe we're watching closer for that maybe if jamie learns a lesson shows back up well he's left king's landing maybe shows back up in the north the riverlands or all the way up at winterfell and says i am truly sorry sorry i pledge Myself and my sword to you. Let's do it. I'm on board for that. Then maybe Jamie Lannister can survive. I don't know. You guys, what do you think? What do you think? Pretty soon I'm going to give you the thing that I would hate to have happen, or in this case, not happen, in Season 8. Get yours in, too. Hey, Ken. So I have a question. If you had to put money on one character that you believe is going to survive this thing, is going to make it to the end of the show and the series finale and still be alive, what character would you bet on? I'll tell you the character I'm betting on. Sir Davos Seaworth. I, I totally think he is going to survive season eight and he will be left standing at the end of this. I strongly believe that. All right, on the heels of us talking about Jamie Lannister's possibly surviving season eight and what maybe has to happen for that, Eric Monroe has a good place your bets thought starter here. Who is the best bet to survive season eight? And he goes with Sir Davos. I would love that. As I said just moments ago here on Daily Throats, Davos and Sir Jorah, my guys, I want them to survive. I don't necessarily know if that works for Jorah. I think Davos, I think that is a good bet. It's a good bet to have. Going away from that, though... It's harder than you think to say who's for certain to survive. Daenerys Targaryen, I personally think she's going to die. Maybe in a self-sacrificial way, but that she'll die. Uh, Jon Snow, he's died once, right? He could do it again. I think he is a good bet. I think he might be the leader in the clubhouse to survive. It might be his story. But then again, he's already dead, right? Technically. He's a, he's a white fueled by, uh, by fire as opposed to ice. So maybe, you know, that's a little tricker, trickery. Maybe it's a cheat to say Jon Snow. But let's just go with more of the just the show's mythology that Jon Snow is back to life. And he's a Jon Snow we all know and love and his heart is still beating. I think Jon will survive. But I can't say for certain. If I'm actually laying down money on this bet, I don't know if I'd say Jon. So then I go to the rest of the Starks. Bran? I like that pick, but I could see Bran going. Maybe he has to be sacrificed or sacrifice himself to destroy the Night King. Uh, Sansa? Well, I like Sansa. I think that's a good safe bet too, but she's in a position of power, in a position of leadership. That's never a safe spot. Arya Stark. Arya Stark should be good, right? But it wouldn't seem – now, I'll say this. It wouldn't seem right to kill Arya just because she's a, a, a younger character still, even though she has done her fair share of killing. So it wouldn't seem right, but that is my thing. She has done her fair share of killing. 
She's not so innocent anymore. Now, are her deaths, are her murders justified? Well, you could probably say, yes, yes, they are. But she's still done it, and there still might be a price. So I don't know if I'd lay down money for even her. Varys? No. Uh, Missandei? Grey Worm? No. I could see them going. I could actually see them going easily. Cersei? All eyes on her. That's not a safe bet. Hound? That's not a safe bet. Here's my bet. Bran of Tarth. I think Bran of Tarth will survive Season 8. Her story is too its too valuable. It doesn't make sense to have Bran of Tarth end up in some kind of noble death or self-sacrifice. Hers is a journey She's uh, of an underdog. She is an underdog. And George R. R. Martin loves those underdogs. I could see Tyrion, probably the king of the underdogs. I could see him going. But I think... There is something to be said about Bran surviving. Sam's a good bet too, but I will go with Bran of Tarth as my sure bet, my safe lock pick to survive Game of Thrones Season 8. What's yours? Hey, Ken, new listener from Australia. Uh, just wondering if uh, what your thoughts are about the uh, highly speculated uh, theory that Bram is going to be the Night King. Enjoy the work. Keep it up. New caller alert. Aiden calling in from Australia. I love new callers, new listeners. We appreciate it. Daily Thrones is made up of your voice and mine. And he asked the question that, yes, we have talked about this on Daily Thrones before, but Daily Thrones is a daily show about Game of Thrones. Uh, on Anchor, that stuff uh, after 24 hours goes away unless you're listening to the episodes or the daily podcast. So, by the way, if you're not and you want to hear old stuff, that's where you can go track it down. The podcast, of course, available on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, as it used to be called, and Google Play. But this question about Bran, is he the Night King, it's going to come up again. Almost like I'm saying get used to it because I, I want to talk about it more and I want to figure it out. I, I got some, uh, some people, some guests who want to come on and talk about it. And, you know, it's an intriguing theory. It's totally intriguing. I just think it takes Game of Thrones into a different realm, a more of a time-traveling realm that we're already there a little bit. But I can take the Hodor stuff. I can get behind that. That makes some sense. I just uh, – I don't see this as the actual, actual situation. Now, what I do like about it is it adds a little bit more to the Night King. And there is some, not criticisms, but concerns from some hardcore fans. We were talking about it with Andres Cabrera yesterday about the Night King and his motivation. And what is he? Is he really the big bad? Maybe it's still Cersei. Um, what does the Night King want to accomplish? And him being Bran, some kind of form of Bran, is interesting. I've looked into the theory. I still don't accept it. I could believe it. Maybe I just don't want it to be. That's the case. So this is going to be an ongoing discussion, but I wanted to address it now for Aiden, who is a, a new caller and a new listener, and let him know we will keep discussing it. And I want to know you, Aiden, what is your theories? Call in to Daily Thrones, and let's talk about Bran being the Night King. Hey, Ken, so something I would absolutely hate to see in Season 8, even though he's not like a major character, but I love him, Podrick. I would hate to see him die. It would devastate me. I absolutely adore him. Still mad he doesn't have his own Funko. He deserves one. So yep, that would definitely be something I do not want to see in Season 8. The death of Podrick. Eric calling back with the thought that Podrick dying in Season 8 would upset him. And that's the thing he doesn't want to see. The thing he would hate. And you know what? Podrick is sometimes a forgotten man. 
I, I, I love Patrick. Who doesn't like Patrick Payne? And, uh, you know, we definitely know the prostitutes of King's Landing love Patrick Payne. But he's grown into such a great character. He's had such great moments. Yeah, it would be tragic to see him die. Which leads me to the thing that I would hate to see in Season 8 of Game of Thrones. And it's been hinted at before by other people. But uh, I thought hard about this all day. What do I want? What do I want to see? What don't I want to see? And here's what I don't want to see is no deaths of of consequence. And that was maybe one of the criticisms of Season 7. We got some deaths, and there's certainly consequences to the death. Elena Tyrell, there's consequences. The House Tyrell falls. Highgarden goes to the Lannisters, all the gold. Uh, Ilaria Sand passing away, uh, we assume. She's probably still not dead. That's going to happen eventually, as we we know. But basically her being out of the story, uh, that has some consequences, definitely for Dorne. But uh, I'm talking about, like, flash forward to the end of Season 7 when Thoris Amir died, but no one else did on the journey north. And that kind of upset people, that it it just would have made some sense and kept in the Game of Thrones spirit, which we learned early on, people can die in Game of Thrones. I think we really first learned that with Viserys when he goes. If you weren't familiar with the story and you were just watching the show at that point and hadn't read the books, Viserys dying... When he's kind of set up to be one of the big bads in your eyes, it's a little shocking. Ned Stark's death, more shocking for sure, but I think Varys, excuse me, Viserys teaches you that lesson early on. So, Season 7 didn't have that big death of consequence, that shocking death. Uh, Baelish, yep, there's consequence to that, but eventually, as the story went on, it didn't seem shocking. And I'm not necessarily talking about shocking, I guess I should clarify. I'm talking... Uh, because it's different things. Shocking shocking can be a trope now, thanks to Ned Stark. That, I think, can be misused. And a lot of shows try to do this, uh, that character's dead now. I get it, and it's realistic. It's not so much shocking, it's that consequence. And if in Season 8, we get through this big, giant battle where thousands will die, that I'm, I'm sure will happen, and no one of consequence dies. Now, what does that level mean? I'm talking the Dannys. The Johns, the Jamies, the Cerseys, the Sansas, the Arias, down to the second tier. I think Bran will survive, but Bran's in that level. Jorah and Davos, yeah, they're in that level, but even they could start to fall out of that tier of characters that if they go, it'll hurt us and it will affect the story. The Hound, it will hurt us, but I don't know if it'll affect the story. So I guess it's a main character. I guess that's what I want to see. Someone of consequence to die, because that should be the cost. All right, Think of Return of the Jedi. Maybe Lando or Han or both should have died. It should have been the cost of the rebellion. So I, I want to see that, and I would hate to have season eight end. It's not about a happy-go-lucky uh, ending, storybook ending. I don't think we're going to get that. But I want to have that moment where I feel we got to this end. The war is over. Things are settled. And it did cost us. That's the thing I would hate to see or not see from your certain point of view in Season 8 of Game of Thrones. We'll take that more along the way. We can keep talking about this. And also yesterday I talked about, uh, thanks to Mark's call, talk, uh, to Colin Jon Snow, the Superman of Westeros. We got the Justice League of Westeros. Uh, and I got some calls about who would be your version of, of superheroes in Westeros. We got some good stuff. But we'll deal with more of that tomorrow. That is Daily Thrones for the day. You can find us, like I said before, on 
Apple Podcasts, on Google Play. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review if you're there, and favor the station. Don't forget to comment and share. Share what we're doing here on Daily Thrones. Long way to Season 8, but I'm okay with that. If you guys are okay with that, we'll be here to talk about it. See you tomorrow on Daily Thrones.